Whistleblower Report, exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report vaccine segment. This is Dr. Lee for America here today with Dr. Mike Yeadon from the UK and Dr. Jonathan Gilthorpe from Sweden. And we have breaking news on three major fronts that affect your health and your freedom. On the European side of the Atlantic Ocean, we have the WHO announcement this week of their rollout of the Global Health Certificate, which essentially is a vaccine passport tied to mandatory vaccinations, but it's now called a Global Health Certificate controlled by the unelected dictator Tedros with no medical background and no scientific background and the World Health Organization usurping the power and regulatory authority of all of the countries of the world. If that isn't bad enough, we then have from South Korea, a brand new COVID vaccine and Dr. Gilthorpe's gonna tell you more about that with some of the same components in it that caused problems in the swine flu vaccine. Big Pharma seems determined to cause harm, not help. And then on the third front of breaking news this week for the Americans who thought you might be immune to global control and digital control and government control, well, think again. Both Mississippi and Georgia have announced the rollout of digital IDs. And when you listen and read the description of how the Mississippi mobile ID and how the governor and the bureaucrats in Mississippi are describing it, it's actually pretty chilling because they are very, very deceptive in how they present it. Here's here's the breathless sales pitch. Don't forget to download the new app for the Mississippi mobile ID. It will replace your driver's license passport and allow you to bypass the lines at the airport. And soon you'll be able to have all your bank accounts and health records on your mobile ID. So it will allow your doctor to better care for you and your bank to provide better services. Oh, and of course, it will replace your credit cards so you can buy and sell all secure and safe and fast and convenient, end quote. Wow, 
what a sales pitch designed to hook you in on every front possible. Total government control under the deceptive label of, quote, safe, fast, and convenient, end quote. Wow, that sounds a lot like, quote, safe and effective, end quote, about the COVID shot that ended up killing people and causing disability and all kinds of ongoing chronic health problems. America, what could possibly go wrong with the government, and now it's the state and federal, knowing everything about you, your bank accounts, your credit cards, your doctor and your health records, and your passport and your driver's license, what could possibly go wrong? with the government knowing everything about you and controlling what you can buy and sell, I suggest you go and read about the mark of the beast described in Revelation if you want to know what this really means. This is total usurping your individual freedom. And certainly no one knows that problem better then Dr. Mike Eden, who is living in a 15-minute city in England that is gearing up to control every single aspect of the residents' lives and create a 15-minute prison. Dr. Eden, I'm sure you have some thoughts for our listeners about Mississippi's latest sales pitch and deception of the public about what really refers to total government control. Yes, uh, Dr. Lee, good to be with you again and to speak uh, through your platform to your audience. Yes, it's, it's deeply concerning. Um, so I, I'm uh, somewhat, I've been beating the same drum for a long time. Um, I started noticing before they were even rolled out that the so-called COVID-19 vaccines uh, had uh, as, a, as a way of, de- of the, the design of how they work, it, it was inevitable that they would cause injury and death. At least that was my expectation. And, and it was in writing from me and Dr. Wolfgang Vodag before the launch. So, and that's what's happened. So we, we weren't wrong. Um, so I knew fairly early on that we had a control agenda and an injury oblique killing agenda, which sounds astonishing if you've not been thinking about this. But what it comes down to, what it comes down to is, I think, two components of control. The first is this digital money. Um, And people think we've already got digital money because they just tap their credit cards and use an app. And I have to keep reminding them that the digital money they're using at the moment is not real time. The spend goes through immediately, but it's not checked with your bank or any central computer in real time. It, all it asks, all the merchant's uh, machine asks is, is this customer good for the money? And if they are, it goes through. What, you, what we're moving into now is digital, central bank digital money. That's a real-time evaluation of who you are, where you are, what you're proposing to buy, how far you are away from home, what else you've bought in recent time. And so they can choose to deny you uh, a particular product at, at a particular radius from your home, or maybe you've had already too much beef and you can't have another one. These crazy people who keep telling you about climate change and 
carbon burdens and things like that. This is where it's going to come home to roost through the central bank digital currencies. Now, you might think, well, I to hell with that. I'm going to carry on using greenbacks or, you know, carry on using banknotes. Well, I don't know how they're going to do it. They are going to get rid of cash. They're going to get rid of cash. So I believe cashless central bank digital currencies is one of the uh, ultimate control methods. And I think the other one is a digital ID that will be mandatory, whether it's going to get called a vaccine passport or in Germany, 1945, maybe papers, please. I don't really, I don't know what they'll call it, but you will be required to present your your credentials digitally uh, every time you do anything before you do anything, whether it was whether it's buying something or or getting on a bus or potentially even this sounds crazy, potentially even leaving your own home. Everything, anything that's imaginable, is possible, and anything that will lead to individual control by a small number of self-appointed elites, they will do it. So the Mississippi Georgia system, the Mississippi one, where they want to roll everything up together in a very convenient digital ID, folks, good folks in Mississippi, do not sign up for this. Tell, you know, tell them politely to go to hell. You don't need this uh, evidence. You don't need this. Uh, the last several decades of your life, you do not need digital ID. They need you to have digital ID. So keep your passport and your bank cards and your medical records separate. There is no need whatsoever for one computer system controlled way above your head. I don't think it'll even be controlled in your state and possibly not your country. If Imagine that. It'll be a common format that's controlled above Britain, above the EU, above the state, above the US. Now, now, try and, now try and argue with it when it tells you you can't do something or you must go and get vaccinated or else your digital ID will become restricted. So that's what I predict. I predict everybody will require to have a mandatory digital ID and show it before they do everything. You'll have cashless digital money controlled by the central bank. And then they'll tell you there's been yet another, yet another viral outbreak and you have to go and get vaccinated. And the mRNA shots that they're, they're manufacturing in every country of the world are lethal injections. So uh, we can't stop them uh, rolling out federal digital money. We can't stop them restricting the flow of cash because we don't print cash. You can, and I urge you to resist giving permission and signing up for a digital ID. I think that's humanity's last stand. Do not sign up for digital ID. I'll pause. I can... Hop in, Mike. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, a hundred percent with you. Uh, living in Sweden, which is you know technologically advanced in that sense, that we've had a digital ID system of sorts, um, called Bank ID, which you use to kind of log into your bank, log into any programs or apps, and then there's a kind of digital um letterbox service where you get letters with your yearly pension. Uh, statements and any official documents that come from government institutions into your digital box called Cleavra. Uh, these are all technologies that have been established in Sweden. I've noticed that they're starting to spread uh, around the world now. There's another payment one called Klarna, which is a kind of a bank where you can pay through your mobile phone and then it connects somewhat like PayPal, I guess, but it's another system for, for getting invoices and paying bills. Um, 
all these things were actually developed in Sweden and Swedes are extremely willing to take on this new technology because it's, it's easy, it's convenient. And, you know, I was one of those people until COVID came and I realized what was happening was that, you know, vaccine identity identification systems were being connected uh, to vaccine passports to enable you to travel. And they then would be connected to your digital ID to enable you to get online and do anything online and they'd then be connected to this digital currency system that you're talking about, central bank mm-hmm. digital currencies. And the, the one thing I would like to add is that this is not a currency, folks. This is not money. You cannot mm-hmm. decide what you spend it on. If the government says you can't buy this thing today, you won't be able to buy it. You'll go to, you know, do the transaction and the computer will say, sorry, and you're not allowed. Uh, this means that you'll never be able to send a, uh, to a loved one for their birthday in an envelope. You'll never be able to pay the next door neighbor as a babysitter. Everything will be regulated, every transaction. Uh, And, you know, you're completely right, Mike. We have to make a stand and don't accept this because it is convenient. It is much easier at some level, but the the pain on the other end, once everyone's trapped in in the jam jar and the lid is put on, it's going to become unbearable. Yeah, no, that's, I, I agree with you. And I say to people that you may personally trust the current government that you've got. Well, fully for you. I'm glad you live in a place where, where you do have this high trust. Hopefully it's justified. But let me put it to you. If bad actors at any time, any time in the future, gain control of that database and the algorithms that decide what you can do, are you still mm. feeling so relaxed about this? If yeah. someone let's say a megalomaniac murderer, for example, decided to um, lie and tell you through the WHO that there's a pandemic when there wasn't and that you must get this particular vaccine, which as a 30-plus year experienced pharmaceutical person, I'm warning you, will injure or kill you and you'll have to do it. Your digital ID will restrict your activities. Now are you feeling quite so sanguine about it? So... Mm. You, you, I think yes, the convenience is is real, but if you if you give that much power to any central system, you are relying on there never being a circumstance where bad actors get hold of this power. And I'm afraid the observation of human history is bad actors always get hold of the levers of power. They always do. Yeah, so they're going to right. Guiding, if they're designing yeah. this. They will have control of those levers, and they will yeah, do all the things I've said. I think it was designed for that reason. And the other very, another very good reason not to, you know, follow this is because, well, what happens when the grid goes down? What happens when that payment system doesn't work the day that you need to buy something or, or the one occasion, you know, if the grid goes down, there is no payment system. Then money is gone. The cash is gone. There will be no way to buy goods. Uh, you know, and it just takes an EMP electromagnetic pulse from a from a weapon from you know somewhere <laughs> to blow the whole grid out, or it could be the groundfall of a solar flare, which has happened in the last thirty years in Canada and took out the grid for about half a million people. I think there was there was chaos for a long period before they could get the grid back online. Mm. Uh, well, there there have been a number of situations. Remember when the in fact, it may have been that Canadian episode that affected the whole Northeast section of the U.S. as well. I think it happened in in the 70s, as I recall, 
there, yeah, there was one. There was another one in the late nineties, I think, Doctor Lee, that took out. Um, and and actually, there was one earlier this year or, or the end of last year. But fortunately, it was away from the Earth, so it, the, the solar flare went away from the Earth. But had that landed on the Earth, it would have been potentially catastrophic for large swathes of, of civilization. You know, going grid down. Well, and even more immediate than the possibility of a solar flare, we have the EMP possibilities with both North Korea and Iran, because all they have to do, really, and there have been lots of military experts and scientific experts that have talked about this, all they have to do is launch a nuclear weapon from a ship 100 miles off the coast of the U.S., or either coast. And launch a nuclear weapon into space, and that triggers an EMP that could knock out the grid for half the country. So yeah. it's it's a very real possibility. But the but the more immediate threat is the fact that even if, as Dr. Eden, you commented, even if there are people listening who have a government they trust right now, the WHO is usurping the sovereignty of 196 nations that have signed the agreements going back to 2005, as well as the current push to sign the new agreements. And WHO is usurping the individual nation's authority, regulatory authority over their people. Now, we still have people in the United States who think, oh, that'll never happen here, which is is total Alice in Wonderland naivete because it's already happened under COVID. So you have an example of how the WHO control created lockstep approaches globally, immediately when COVID was unleashed. So it's already happened. It's not that it can't happen in America, for yeah. example. I mean, I hear lots of Americans saying, oh, including many of our congressional representatives, oh, that'll never happen in America. Where have you been for the last three years? It's already been happening. And yeah. so I mean, that's, that's, the, thing. that's think, the big think, threat. Yeah. I think people think, um, for example, we'll always have free speech because you know we live in the West. I can assure you, in Britain, I do not have free speech. You know, um, I am I am censored, smeared, deplatformed from all all major platforms, and and then if you look me up, I am uh, systematically you know derided and attacked. So if you Google me, you'll you'll find only bad things about me. But if you use small uh, you know custom uh, search engines, then you find what's actually out there on the web, and you'll find dozens of interviews by me that are sensible and sober and draw on science. So then you've got to ask yourself, how the hell could it happen that Safari and Google and Chrome, all these main search engines are lying about me? You know, why would why would they do that? And I, I think that evidence alone is pretty strong circumstantial evidence that all the rest of the stuff I've told you is real. So I, I often ask people just in the street, you know, who know me, I've said, search for me on the on the minor search engines and the and then the main ones. And I can see the blood draining from people's face because they're quite clever and they realize that the only way you end up with massively different um, search results is if, if there is tremendous manipulation of search. That, and well, really, and if there's so, truth that the powers that 
are trying to control us, if they weren't censored, then of course, this, the Saul Alinsky tactic is to demonize and persecute your opponent and mock yeah. them and ridicule them, Absolutely. which is what has happened to you. Now, yeah. the search engine that you said was a small private uh, Russian search engine, Yandex, yeah. I believe you said. Yeah, that's right. So to our listeners, go check Landex, Yandex, I'm sorry. Yandex is Y-A-N-D-E-X. And, and just, just on passant, I'm no fan of, of Yandex or Russia, I, I use it as an exemplar of not being a Silicon Valley search engine. That's the reason I picked it. Right. Y-A-N-D-E-X. So if if people look at that search engine and your name and then yeah. look at Google, Chrome or Safari under yeah. your name and just compare yeah. the difference. They're hugely different. They're hugely different. Uh, if you if you uh, look at the main search engines, you'll find that you know Mike Eden is a former pharmacologist who's become famous as an anti-vaxxer. That's more or less all they tell you. They they don't pop up all the interviews I've done. Whereas the Yandex combines you know the the unpleasant stuff because it's pulling that genuinely off the web. It is someone to put it on the web, but it also finds you know Rumble and Bitchute and this channel. And lots of other things. So you you can choose how you interpret the the, the results of search. But the Google stuff senses the things that would be useful. Well, and that's just a small example of the censorship and control that would be exponentially increased on every aspect of everyone's life under this central bank digital currency, digital ID, and the vaccine passport and all of these nice, wonderful, convenient things they're rolling out, calling a mobile ID, make it so convenient. You're selling your liberty for convenience. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And you're selling it to enter a digital world, which is, you know, entirely artificial and dependent on electricity. So if the electricity goes off, uh, you won't have that world anymore and you'll be trapped. Well, that's true. Now, there was, and that's something people really need to be thinking about because the grid in the U.S. is has a lot of problems. It's all aging. It has a lot of vulnerabilities and very vulnerable to terrorist attack as well um, as, as EMPs and solar flares and and just general breakdown and monsoon seasons, for example, mm-hmm. as we have in Southern Arizona. But you had another big headline that was very alarming that I want to be sure and bring up. And we can talk more in the second half about the ins and outs of it. And that was this new South Korea COVID vaccine. The time we have left in the first half, Dr. Gilthorpe, would you tell us a little bit about that and what your concerns are? with what they've added to it as an adjuvant that was causing problems with the swine flu vaccine. Yes, Dr. Lee, absolutely. So, um, yeah, this was a story, actually, that I picked up from UK Column News, which uh, Hedley Reese has been on, and uh, I think Mike has been interviewed on there before. So this is an independent news channel that runs three times a week, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And Debbie Evans is a retired nurse that's extremely on the ball regarding what the the UK Medical Health Regulatory Authority is up to. So this is the FDA of the UK. 
and you know they're really trying to rebrand themselves as as Headley's talked about as the you know the global um um medical uh, regulatory agency in a way to get through genetic therapies gene therapies quickly um and i mentioned on a previous show that the, at the g7 in 2021 i think it was in st ives in cornwall that uh uk took the lead for the g7 to bring through um the regulatory phase of drugs which usually takes years to do this within 100 days by running what's known as phase one two and three at the same time rather than one after the other which should normally happen and these are different phases of drug development where you test them in people at first in healthy people and then in you know somewhat sick people and then finally in the people that you want to test the drug in really to make sure that the drug is safe before it gets used in a population where it could cause uh, injury. So they're trying to rush things through in 100 days, which means that every drug will be unsafe because there's no way to know whether it will be, um, yeah, has side effects or not. Anyway, so uh, what Debbie picked up was that the MHRA has now authorised a, a new COVID-19 vaccine by a uh, it's called Sky Covion. It's um, SK Biosciences with a South Korean pharma company. Um, they have it's it's not an mRNA vaccine, but it is a nanoparticle connected to a protein, and it's only stored at two to eight degrees C, so it can be kept in the fridge. Doesn't need to be frozen or shipped on dry ice and kept in a minus eighty freezer as the mRNA vaccines for Moderna and Pfizer needed to be. It's very cheap and it's easy to scale up, apparently. Uh, it begs the question for me why you need this COVID-19 vaccine now, since it's no longer a pandemic health emergency, if it ever was. Uh, and almost everyone on the planet has probably had it by now because Omicron seemed to spread very effectively through the whole population. So everyone is vaccinated already. Um but, you know, the, the MHRA, again, has taken this lead to rush through the authorization of this particular vaccine. So I, I went to SK Biosciences and checked what it was. It's a peptide linked to a nanoparticle, which should give very efficient uh, antibody response claiming, uh, claimed by them. But the worrying thing is that they've used something called sphingosine in the adjuvant. So they've taken the adjuvant which is the part of a vaccine that really provokes your immune system to make antibodies to whatever is in the, in the vaccine, usually a protein. Uh, and, you know, it just makes your immune system angry, basically, and makes it react. And what happened under swine flu, uh, the, they didn't have enough protein to vaccinate a, a large number of people at that time. So what they did was to add a very potent adjuvant, which is this one that contains sphingosine. It was actually obtained from shark fin, um, but it's a, a small phospholipid um, and it provokes the immune system very aggressively. So the problem was what happened in, in the swine flu pandemic, the vaccine induced a lot of injuries, narcolepsy in young individuals that then had this sleeping sickness disease where they suddenly fall asleep and can't wake up. And it affected a, a large number of people. And that resulted in the um, pandemic vaccine being terminated quite early. Um, so now they're using the same adjuvant in this Skycovion vaccine, which makes me wonder how well this has been tested 
because, you know, the potential is that it was the sphingosine that triggered the narcolepsy. I don't know if anyone's actually worked out what it was that led to narcolepsy in so many individuals that got um, that particular vaccine for swine flu. Well, and there were other problems with the swine flu vaccine as well. This concerns me greatly as a physician. So let's let's pick this up in the second half. This is very concerning. We have three major threats to our health and liberty just in this past week that all of you have been discussing. So we'll talk more about all of these in the second half. This is Dr. Lee for America with the Vaccine Report of Truth for Health Foundation's Whistleblower Report. Check out our website, www.truthforhealth.org. And we will be right back after the break. The family of Juliana Parker Woodlute sincerely like to thank the Truth for Health Foundation. Without their help and support, we never could have gotten our mother out of the hospital and into our home so that we could be with her for the last week of her life. They gave us the strength, the courage, the knowledge, the list of things that we needed to do in order to prepare for that. And they were there at a critical moment when it came to moving her out. Welcome to the second half of the Whistleblower Report vaccine segment with Dr. Jonathan Gilthorpe and Dr. Mike Eden, who bring the perspective from Europe and the UK to add to what we see here in America. And the bottom line is pretty chilling all the way around. More experimentation on human beings with a rapidly rolled out new COVID vaccine at a time we don't really need it, and it has questionable ingredients, more global control with the World Health Organization's Global Health Certificate, and now on this side of the ocean, America is launching state by state these mobile IDs with all of this breathless deceptive advertising about how wonderful this is going to be for your convenience, and yet they are rolling together all of your most private and personal records in a mobile app that's not only vulnerable to government control and making you less free as an individual human being, but it's also vulnerable to being hacked and data stolen and identity theft. All the way around, there is no good idea with this other than the fact that they're trying to sell it to you on convenience. So let's go ahead with some of the the health concerns in addition to what you brought out with the new COVID vaccine that was rushed to market and clearly didn't have very much testing before it was abruptly and rapidly approved. But we've also had very alarming news about further types of heart damage with the existing COVID shots and UK covering up the excess deaths as we see being covered up right here in the US. So I'd like both of you to comment on those developments as well. 
Yes, totally. Well, I think excess deaths, apart from perhaps Sweden, where they are mildly increased, and we didn't have lockdown in, to the same degree as many other countries, but I think all westernized countries which went heavily into vaccination have got quite alarming excess deaths, and particularly of the young. Um, and there's various reports of you know things like extremely aggressive cancer, and I, I know several people who've been diagnosed with cancer or died of cancer uh, under the last year um, that I would attribute perhaps to being mRNA vaccine side effects. Um, of course, it's difficult to be really sure. Uh, the other thing that's very important to mention is also um, the, the drop in birth rate. So Sweden now, I think, has seen another record month in drop in birth rate, something like 16% below the 10-year trend. Uh, and that happened exactly nine months after the mRNA vaccines were first rolled out. Uh, and it's continued since then. And, you know, nobody is talking about this. This is a catastrophe for, catastrophe for all modern uh, Western countries because, you know, the pension funds that we all save in pay into when we're working under the assumption that this will then pay us out when we retire are entirely dependent on new people coming into the system the whole time. So something like a 20% drop in population, um, a wave of 20% less births going through, um, plus less people alive if, if excess deaths are increasing, will have a tremendous effect on you know future pensions and things like this. Well, it has a yes, and an even bigger impact on the ability of a country's people to sustain themselves. Yeah. I mean, Sweden will be extinct at this rate if, as yeah. Swedish people will be extinct if they keep losing 16 to 20% in live birth rate going forward. I've, I've no idea if we're meant to replace that, you know, with enormous immigration or shifting people around the world with their new digital IDs. So you can say, well, we're going to send a new a million up to Sweden to fill up the, the spaces. Uh, but it, it's alarming. I mean, it, it's it is horrendous. This should be front page news on every major mainstream newspaper in every country. But it isn't. Uh, neither oh, it's another part of the cover up. No. Yeah. Well, and, you know, even if they bring in migrants from other countries, that, that begs the point about the fact that the Swedish people are gone. I mean, so what if you replace the population in Sweden with non-Swedish people? You've still lost the genetic diversity of what the Swedish gene pool has contributed to the world yeah and and culturally as well i mean okay. how could the rest of the world survive without ikea and, and, and abba but no. i mean we we lose diversity full stop that that's a very good point dr lee i mean we uh, this idea of of removing sovereignty which the who wants to do or, or is doing are, is doing yes and people want to do through the who as an instrument uh is is ridiculous because you 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 know you lose that diversity that's led to the strengths of humanity in many ways i mean we are strength strong because we are diverse and different countries have different strengths and weaknesses and we can help each other out but 
if you try to then create a system where everyone is just merged into one uh, general population, th this is, I mean, George Soros's idea of open society is you keep people moving, you stop them putting down roots, because as soon as people put down roots, that's when they identify with something they might fight for in the future. So in order to keep the, the, the population docile and, and allegedly no wars in the future, you need to keep people moving. And that's what the, his open society idea is all about. Well, exactly right. And it's also about replacing the Western culture with the cultures of people who are more subservient. If you look at the cultural characteristics of what Soros and Suave and others have been pushing Bill Gates, it is to populate areas of the world that have been known for independent thinking, independent creativity, individual liberty, freedom of speech, freedom of, of worship, all of the things that have been hallmarks of Judeo-Christian Western civilization coming out of the Middle Ages, totalitarian control, then the Dark Ages. And they seek to replace that individual spirit, creativity, freedom with totalitarian control and creating people who are slaves and serfs, essentially. Go back to the Middle Ages with the serfs. That's the mm -hmm. goal. Yeah, it's a, it's a two-tier state with elites and, and, you know, useless drone workers, which are vaxxed up to the eyeballs and can't do anything unless they, uh, the, the computer says that they can. Dr. Yin, you've been watching this <clears throat> take place in the UK. What do, what do you see about the comparison in the spirit of the British people under the COVID years compared to what has historically been the case? Mm, yeah, I, I don't know whether it's down to COVID or other factors, but I would say that um, <clears throat> a large number of people spend a large proportion of their time staring at a, a glowing rectangle. I mean, I, I know how addictive these things are. Um, and certainly the, the young people that are, who are gaily called digital natives, that is, they, they've never existed in a, in a world in which these little screens weren't always at, at, at arm's length, spend all their time, all their time, if you let them, um, just staring and scrolling and tick-tocking. And, 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 and what that does, uh, to John, Jonathan's point about will you fight for something, if you're not, if you're not really aware of a, a corpus of people around you, some of whom care for you and you care for them, um, and an environment worth worth protecting and improving. It's that I think that I don't know that it's anything more than that. I mean, that's terrible. It's destroyed. It's you know, it has destroyed society and made our resilience very low because I think people feel that their virtual reality is is more attractive and easier to access than that hard lumpy stuff outside. So yeah, and yeah, do I? And I just don't find very many British peers. Uh, who are 
as I am, I'm just, I'm absolutely angry, furious most of the time. I don't sound like it. It's hard to maintain fury for three years. I'm absolutely bloody furious what they're doing. Who the hell do they think they are, Dr. Lee, taking over? But if I just wander around the streets, I don't find very many people who, who are as angry uh, or just even as dumbfounded as they should be. When we get together because there's a rally, then I find there's loads of people who think like me. Uh, so they're there. But the average the average person, you know, I don't mean to be insulting, but they look like a drone. They're, they're not looking at people um, and just, they live in their tr- in their rectangle. Well, you know, there it's, there's a parallel um, to something that we were taught in our defensive handgun training. Um, I remember the first class and one of the assignments, this was in 2009, one of the assignments the instructor gave, and he talked about the best defense isn't a gun. The best defense is situational awareness Mm -hmm. and he described the color codes for situational awareness condition white means you're oblivious to everything condition yellow means you are alert and paying attention and condition red means something bad is your hairs are standing up on your arms and you send something really bad and you are on hyper alert i mean that's just a simplistic summary but the assignment that First class was for all of us to go out that evening and go to um, a restaurant or a shopping center or whatever local place and just stand there and observe people getting out of their cars, going and doing, doing from stores and restaurants and make note of how many people we saw and how many people were paying attention to what was around them. It was an interesting assignment because when we did that assignment, it was very, it was like, wow. I would say one out of 20 people had a clue what was going on around them. They walked out of a restaurant, they had their nose in their phone, they had their they were looking down at the ground they were searching for keys women and searching for keys in their pocketbooks oblivious to what yeah. was around them and and that's exactly what you're talking about right now is that you're angry i mean i'm just in shock and outraged at what they're getting away with that's all around us and yet most people that I run into or talk with are totally oblivious. They have no idea what is being done. That's an assault on their freedom and just an assault on your ability to do anything without the government control in terms of what is rapidly upon us. It's, it's really very shocking. Yeah, it is. I've tried something recently which uh, the listeners might want to try uh, and and this is amazing i've only just done it i deliberately go out leaving all my digital devices behind just you know just for whatever it is half a day or a short walk and what what that does automatically is it do, it takes away the excuse to be glancing at your little satanic <laughs> glowing rectangle and what you do instead 
I found spontaneously, I'm looking up, looking forward. I'm catching the eyes of people walking towards me. You nod at people, you know, let them across the road or whatever. And the world's better. So as soon as you go out without your digital ID, to your point about weapons and threat training, your, your level of engagement positively, not necessarily like vigilant in a bad way, but your level of engagement goes up 10x straight away. I had a nice walk, you know, smiled at people, um, you know, bought a coffee or whatever, and, and just chatted with people. With a phone in my hand, I'm, I'm as much trapped as most others. That's worth trying. I think that's a very good idea. And particularly with rising crime, as, as we are in the U.S. are being flooded with illegals and crime is rising in all of our cities. Word to the wise for all of you, you would be well advised to start practicing situational awareness every time you go out, every time you get out of your car, every time you're coming and going. You need to be aware of what's going on around you. That's one way that you prevent being the victim of a crime, like a purse snatching or a mugging or a carjacking. You, if you are paying attention to your surroundings, you not only enjoy life more, pay attention to nature instead of looking at the glowing rectangle of your mm. technical device, but also be aware of what's happening around you because that helps improve your safety and your resiliency because you can better respond if something changes. Just the same is true with driving. People are not paying attention to what's going on around them. And we're seeing just right here in my city, we're seeing a rash of far higher traffic accidents, car accidents, People not watching where they're going, not watching what they're doing while they're driving. Mm. Do you know what? That's a, that's an allegory, really, uh, of what's happening in the virtual world. So in the real world, where you've just reported people really not having sufficient um, self-preserving vigilance. And I noticed the same thing. And I've observed in myself how that changes when you pull out of the virtual world. I think people aren't vigilant at all about what's happening in the virtual world. It's full of entertaining, distracting stuff. And yet I've been yelling for three years, you know, that uh, if you allow your entire world to the control of your entire world and, and purchases and movements and so on and permissions to fall into the circle going triangle rectangle, you, what you've done is you've abandoned control of your life to whoever or whoever controls the databases and their algorithms, that is, whether decisions are in, in basically you're, you're free to do what you want as a free human being peacefully. It has been ceded completely to people, and we know that bad people exist. We, we've talked about WHO. We don't need to get into alleged conspiracy theories about you know oligarchs and you know the Gates and Rockefellers, although I think they are all involved, but you can see directly the WHO having unsuitable leadership, making decisions that uh, supersede that of national governments and their regulators. We see that every, you know, it's just been announced today, Jonathan brought that up. So it's not, it's not a future possible, it's happening right now. We must, must, must pull our lives, pull some of your irons out of the digital, the digital or virtual world. And I say again, apologies for repeating it, please, for the love of God, do not sign up for one of these common 
digital ID systems that, that combines medical, banking, um, and, and other, you know, uh, like passports, driving licenses. If you, if you allow the consolidation of all of this stuff, we're lost. And, and I don't think you can stop them closing the trap because the last part is digital money and then making cash hard to get or harder to use. And at that point, you know, I don't really see how you can resist their tyranny because you won't be able to do a damn thing unless you do what you're told. You're, you're, in, you're in a virtual prison. Don't sign up for the ID. They can't do it unless you do. Well, you're right. And we've already experienced that under COVID. Why would anyone want to go back to the kind of control that we've just come out of, sort of come out of with COVID? And I have a proposal for all of us to think about and continue to talk more about as we go forward. Instead of a vaccination that is created by big pharma with the design of damage to people's immune system. And as you say, they, they, you know, we all see that the COVID shots are lethal. We already know the complications from the swine flu shot. So if there are ingredients in this new COVID vaccine from South Korea that were in the swine flu shots, that's another cause for concern. We know that Kevin McKiernan, has discovered massive DNA contamination in the Pfizer and Moderna shots that he has analyzed. And in fact, I was reading a recent report of the fact that he found green monkey DNA and the um, SV40 virus, the simian virus promoters in, in the contamination. And the SV40 has been linked to cancer in humans, including mesotheliomas, lymphomas, and cancers of the brain and bone. So there are all kinds of problems and potentially toxic ingredients from the spike protein to the lipid nanoparticle to DNA contamination, heavy metal contamination, and all the other contaminants that have been reported by independent scientists. So instead of looking at big pharma's vaccination, I think we should be teaching people to look at a vaccination, mind vaccination with mental techniques of improving the power of your mind and concentration and individual creativity. And I think we should be looking at spiritual vaccination. There's a wonderful book, Five Days to Spiritual Vaccination by Stephen J. Smith who's actually on our advisory council for Truth for Health Foundation. And it's on Amazon, Five Days to Spiritual Vaccination. It's a wonderful booklet. It's also available at his app called interiorlife.com. And look at the mental vaccination with resiliency training with mental techniques, and then look at the health vaccination with exercise, diet, and healthy eating, nutraceuticals, and all of the ways that you focus on improving the health of your immune system naturally. Those are the vaccinations that we really need to be promoting. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think uh, just to your point of, as it were, spiritual 
vaccination. I, I just repeat the the plea sent to me uh, by by a lady who I greatly admire, a Jewish lady in New York, Brusha Weisberger, who contacted me, and she had heard my whistleblower report about my own coming coming back to faith, and said how very important it was to emphasize to the audience that you know if you if you do have faith, if you have some connection to to your Creator, nurture it. If you're not sure it's there, you know, spend some time thinking about it. Um, because I do think that does inoculate us against uh, tyrannies like this to a huge degree. You know, you you lose fear and you gain certainty about how to stand in the light and do the right thing, turn away from the darkness, all the sort of stuff that I would never as a scientist, I would never use these words four years ago. And I think like this all the time because it's real. Is very real. And that's why we do the Faith Over Fear programs every Tuesday night. Because faith overcomes fear, and fear impairs our immune system, our mental resiliency, and impairs our spiritual resiliency. So, any closing comments, Dr. Gilsthorpe? Uh, I agree with you both completely in that uh, aspect. I mean, I think through through faith and through you you get intuition and it, it's the i think there is so much misinformation around right now it's impossible to know if a video you see on the internet is real or deep faked uh but i think if you tap into that inner spiritual your soul and and you know contemplate on things deeply then you really know what's true and what's not true um and you you know you can there is a way to get to complete truth. Uh, and, and it's not through that, you know, luminous screen that Mike was talking about earlier. Uh, so get off that once, once in a while and go out and commune with nature and just uh, contemplate. It's really good for the soul. Absolutely. And on a positive ending note, that is a very powerful message for our listeners to combat the fear and tyranny and the control that the human powers are trying to exercise over us. We are free human beings, unique souls created by our creator, not by government. And so to each of you listening, value your individuality, disconnect from all the controls of the technical devices around you. And again, as Dr. Eden said so powerfully, don't sign up for digital IDs. No matter how convenient they make it sound, your life and your freedom cannot be bought. They are priceless. This is Dr. Lee for America with the Whistleblower Report vaccine segment. We'll be back again next week with another vaccine report on many aspects of vaccination, as you've heard us talking about today. And check out our website, www.truthforhealth.org. If you've gotten the shot and been vaccine injured, download our vaccine injury treatment guide. If you've had an injury, Report it on our Citizens Vaccine Injury Reporting System on our website. Check out our other whistleblower reports and come join us 
every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Central Time, uh, sorry, 8 p.m. Eastern Time for Faith Over Fear. We are a community of people coming together to share truth, hope, and help against the lies and deception. Join us. We are silent no more.